Hey guys, Raw Motivations here, um, back at another episode. We don't know what we're calling these yet, but I guess we're going to call them right now um, Empath and the Narcissist. So if you haven't been listening or don't know my platform, so my name is Ben Taylor, I'm self-aware narcissist, and I'm on this platform to help provide awareness about narcissism. It's affects how it's impacted different people, how it's abused different people, and how it's wreaked havoc in my life and how I've demonstrated that you know with my wife with different people that has been in my life that i've hurt and ultimately destroyed a lot of people a lot of friendships a lot of relationships but my goal on this platform is to bring awareness about narcissism and to other people that are out there to healing to growth and to help bring change you know whether that's change of the person who's been abused you know finding healing and continuing that walk or whether that's change of maybe even someone who has narcissistic traits and they reach out and we start to kind of work through that to be hey how can you start to become a better person than how you've treated other people so anyways today we wanted to jump back in with um jessica so i don't know if you listened to our last episode it was rough. We're still working this out, but it's awesome. So um, Jess, just kind of introduce yourself real quick, and then I'll kind of kick it off with what we're going to talk about. Hi, yeah, I'm Jessica, and I'm the empath, and I was in a narcissistic marriage for over three years, actually a relationship for six years with them. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. Thanks for just opening up and thanks for being willing to be here and just be able to discuss different stuff. So the topic we want to talk about today and to kind of share with you guys is the concept of hope. And hope is this like tricky thing sometimes, especially when it comes into toxic relationships and narcissistic relationships. You find people that, you know, kind of latch on to the idea of hope. And a lot of times when I'm talking to people either on one-on-ones or that's going through like a trauma bond course or something like that, it's like the idea of hope oftentimes keeps those people there longer and kind of like holds them hostage in one sense, like thinking like maybe something will happen, maybe they'll change, maybe they'll get better. And that hope can be really like detrimental if you're in an abusive relationship. Now that could be, you know, emotionally, mentally, physically, sexually, like whatever it might be, there's still the aspect of abuse that sometimes people question of like, no, I probably should stay because it's going to get better or different things like that. So my goal on being on this platform, like I said, is to bring about awareness, but out of the four things that I said, you know, awareness, growth, healing, and change, I never said hope. Because a lot of times people latch on to any tiny little aspect or any t- little shred of hope and they'll try to hold on to that. And the biggest thing is I don't want to be on this platform and say something about like my change, my growth and have people like latch onto that and be like, oh, that means I should stay with my narcissist right. longer. I should stay in this toxic relationship, you know, and I'm not down here just to, you know, you know, smash all narcissists and be like, hey, they're awful people or demons or whatever people want to call them, you know, but I'm also trying to say like, hey, like hope can be something that keeps you in that abusive relationship longer than what it should. You know, if you're not seeing change, if you're not seeing honesty, if you're not seeing the other person work on it, then that hope really is just a fantasy that's not actually happening. And that's really my main goal is being on this platform is not to say, hey, stay with your person. Like, no, like if you're experiencing abuse mentally, emotionally, physically, sexually, if you're experiencing abuse, like I counsel everybody and I coach people like, hey, like if that's happening, like you need to leave, you need to get out and you need to work on yourself and grow yourself and not stay in those relationships. If mm-hmm. you're holding on for hope, 
but it's still filled with abuse. Anyway, that's kind of like my warning label on the concept of hope, I guess you could say. But um, like in talking with hope, like, like what does it sound like for you, like whenever you're thinking through like the, just the concept of hope, I guess? So for me, it's obvious, like we're hopeful that our significant other um, is going to change, you know, the pattern of behavior, even just one thing. Yeah, you you hope that they, you know, they want to stay, they they want to stop gaslighting or whatever. But there's also the other aspects of life, like you hope, um, like my work gets better or, you know, my job. Because you have to think the narcissists, they break you down. You are a hollow shell of yourself and they use they use that to kind of mold them for us to kind of hold on to their every word. Um, thinking that, Oh, there's that glimmer of they're going to, and that's part of that hope. And, but it affects your job. It affects your relationships with others. Like we were talking about the podcast before. And so, yeah, you're just hoping that all of these things in your life are going to change, not just the relationship that is, I guess instead of it being the tip of the iceberg, that is the base of the iceberg. Right. Um, the relationship, that narcissistic relationship, the abuse. Um, but it honestly does stem that hopefulness. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like wanting to be independent again. Or, or maybe yeah. Someone's I, like wanting to be like connected or wanting the relationship to go back to you know, what it originally was or what it originally like seemed like. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think everyone, I think everyone can relate to that, whether they're in a narcissistic relationship or not. Um, We all want to be loved. We all want those feelings. And yeah, that that's definitely a big hope. You know, I want those feelings again. I want that person to be how they were when we were first dating. Hey guys, just jumping on real quick here to talk about Anchor. If you haven't heard of it, Anchor is through Spotify. It's one of the easiest ways just to be able to produce a podcast. It's got everything you need in just one place. So Anchor has the tools. It allows you to record, edit, do everything you need to make a podcast right from your phone or your computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcasts on different platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many different more. It's an awesome tool. I love using it. I've been using it for a little bit now. And the cool thing about it is it's absolutely free. So if you're interested in starting up a podcast, if you're interested in getting involved in podcast work, then download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Yeah, hope for me, definitely feeling uh, like you definitely want those feelings that you had in your relationship early on. You know, all those. Like hoping it'll go back. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think everybody relates to that. Because mm. after, whether it's a few months, it's the honeymoon phase, whether it's a few months or a year, you know, those feelings kind of fade. And yeah, you definitely want to go back to that place. Maybe it's a moment. Maybe it's a thing. Yeah, everybody kind of feels something different. Right. No, for sure. Like, I think 
I think a lot of times people will hold on to that hope. And like I mentioned earlier, it'll keep them like longer. It'll keep them in like an abusive relationship longer. And, you know, for, for those of you out there like listening that, you know, are listening or or seeing like my channel or my podcast about like being a narcissist and like working on myself. And there's a lot of work that I still have to do. Like, as I'm in therapy every single week, because, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I still struggle with, with narcissism for sure. Um, but you know, sometimes people will look at look at me and they'll look at you know my relationship with my wife and like different things and they'll be like, oh man, like I wish I had that. Like I wish my narcissist would change. Like I wish like maybe they will. And they they t- start to bring in like hope into a situation that's not that doesn't have any basis for hope. And you know, I, I hate to say it that way, but you know, if if you're in a relationship that's abusive and you're hoping that it's going to change, and you're not seeing the other person demonstrating any type of honesty or vulnerability or um, propensity to change and, and that they're actually changing. Like it's a constant thing, a constant evolution of them becoming a better person. Then really the hope isn't founded on anything. You know, it's founded on, you know, the, the fantasy, the want, the desire, but it's not actually coming to fruition because the other person isn't willing to do that. And the majority of the time with, a narcissist with a toxic person they don't really care to do that it's very like self-centered and they're not really focused on you know how can i change for someone else like they don't even change for themselves you know much less someone else but you know in, in dealing with hope a lot of times that hope can be like i said like tricky it'll keep you in a trauma bond it'll keep in that relationship longer than what you should be or longer what it needs to be and i guess kind of like explaining a little bit about like your your marriage with you know a narcissistic person and then how did kind of hope play into that i'm definitely definitely the thought of them changing or Mm -hmm. going back to the way things were you know there's that that you're holding on to it's feelings um i think for us humans that's the yeah that's that's the strongest thing that you're holding on to is that feeling yeah. that memory um, whether it's a specific one or not right yeah. Did you feel like you were like holding on to like either memories or kind of like the beginning of the relationship or what do you feel like was like hope for you in the relationship? Definitely that life will be better. You know, mm-hmm. something will just immediately change and they'll realize that what they're doing is wrong and I'm hurting this person that I supposedly love. Right. That I made a vow in front of everybody like I'm gonna Mm. protect them and love them and cherish them forever and it's hard because you don't want to think that's a fairy tale you know right um because you see people that are married for so many years and you're like how do they keep it going Mm. and you hope that maybe them talking to someone who's been married for a long time will help them snap out of it But yeah, you just kind of, even if it's going back to the beginning or just them snapping out of it, it's definitely, that's the hope. Right. Um, I think you kind of wish for all of it. (laughs) You're like, I'll take whatever I can get, honestly. Yeah. So, I mean, after you're in that relationship and it's like abusive and, you know, you're, 
getting like the breadcrumbs or like the small little tidbits instead of like actual like love and affection there's probably an aspect of like any little thing that pops up you're kind of like oh yeah you kind of maybe maybe grab onto this Mm -hmm. and it's hard because like you know i I guess why I'm so blocked is because what I hear from my therapist, like I'm trying to separate those words or yeah, the word associations, you know, I'm trying to separate myself and to tell you the raw, like those are the emotions. So yeah, it's the breadcrumbs. It's, it's literally everything you're hanging on to everything. And it, it does feel like you're hanging on by a thread right yeah what do you what do you feel like helped you I guess realize or kind of like get past a little bit of that hope to more like the realization of what was going on what helped me was I was working so much I was working all the time um and I stood back and I realized I am the prize I'm the one that has the job, the benefits. I'm the reason why we got this house, the cars. We I had we had a business too and I'm the one that financed everything. He wasn't doing anything. And to stand back and go, um it's like I'm raising a child that I never gave birth to. And just watching his parents' marriage was a mess. Just and his family dynamic, his siblings and their problems. When I stood back, I noticed I am all of this and I am so much more than what I am getting. Um, And the shame of leaving a marriage, it's crippling, quite honestly, especially being brought up extremely religious. I was pretty much the first divorce on all sides of the family. And I just had to tell myself, like, I am more than any of this. Mm-hmm. And my family is just going to have to accept it because right. this is who I am and this is what I'm attached to. And they're not changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's something that, you know, maybe we can mark down as a topic for us to talk about sometimes as well. Just like, you know, divorce and like how it's, you know, it messes with you with, you know, what's what's real, what's true, what's allowed, what's not allowed, you know, Christianity, like culture, society, like all that kind of like plays a huge, um, a huge aspect into our lives of like, what's acceptable, or like, what's required, you know, what are we supposed to do, like, what's like the Mm -hmm. obligation, you know, or the the obligation in the family dynamic, or in the religious environment, or something like that, to be able to meet those, you know, expectations, so... Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think like hope is uh, that elusive thing that keeps people, you know, begging for more, that keeps people coming back for more, that keeps people thinking that it'll change. And so oftentimes, like people don't take a look at the facts, like they don't take a look at the situation and be like, hey, like, I need to step back and I need to take a look at everything that's going on and realize, like you said, like, I am the prize, like I am, you know, the person who's contributing the most, like I am like, you mentioned like raising raising a toddler you know and and a lot of times I think people don't want to look at the aspect of hey you're hoping for something that there's no fruit from like there's no um it's not happening like people like oh I hope the narcissist will change and then I ask them like how have they demonstrated change and they're like 
And I'm like, yeah, exactly. Like they haven't. And they have to start putting like feet to the truth. They have to start putting the facts to the situation so that they can ultimately break free. And, you know, that's what I do when I, you know, interact with people on a day-to-day basis with like one-on-ones and like talking through, like coaching people, like trying to help them is them like understanding like, hey, like this is what's going on. You know, this is what you need to understand. Otherwise, you'll just get carried away with hope and it'll take you back to that trauma. It'll take you back to that toxic person. And that's where people get stuck and they get stuck in that loop of hope and abuse all at the same time. Yeah. And I guess like talking to you, I got stuck and it's been years and I got stuck in those feelings and I couldn't, I haven't Mm -hmm. been that way in a long time. Yeah. Definitely couldn't get out of my head. And it does, it takes you right back to those moments in time. Yeah. Like, (laughs) I guess if it's, if it's not too personal, but it it doesn't really matter because I'm asking anyways, but like, you know, when you first, when you first were married, like how long was it until there was like the first even aspect of abuse that you remember it was the wedding night actually right and and then that moment from there is kind of just hope that it's going to get better from there on yeah I actually I actually wanted to leave and it's funny my parents somehow were staying where we were staying and I Mm. saw them after the first night and Mm. I I looked at my parents and I wanted to go home. Mm -hmm. And, you know, part of me wishes that I did, but I've grown so much. I'm grateful to be alive. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Uh, you know, hindsight (laughs) 2020, you know, right? yeah, it it was immediate. It was that Mm -hmm. night. And it was because I was so exhausted from everything. I was like, look, I just I want to take a bath. I want to go to bed. And it was like, no, you will give me this. You will. And it was like a switch. As soon as we got married, it was like a switch. I'd never seen that before. Maybe it's because I didn't choose to. Um, but I think once we signed that document, it was like, I, I can't go anywhere. And he knows that. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that's why he chose to show me mm-hmm. it, the raw emotions, the raw everything. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. It well, was hey, definitely immediate. Thanks for, thanks for letting me uh, poke you a little bit there, but <laughs> you know, I really appreciate you like sharing that because I think a lot of people don't realize that a lot of times the abuse happens very quickly, you know, like yeah. I didn't, I didn't know what your answer was going to be. I was just curious as far as like a lot of times people get into a relationship or get into a marriage or, you know, have a kid or whatever. And like, it changes, like the switch flips, the mask drops and, you know, abuse starts like very, very quickly. Um, and then like, there's that like cognitive dissonance of like thinking of like, it just started, but I'm still hopeful that it's not going to be this way. Maybe this is a one-off thing. Maybe it's not going to be this way. And then it just continues. Yeah. I think like one of the biggest things that I just want to hopefully like leave, you know, listeners with is just like the idea of like, don't hold on to hope if there's no actions verifying it. There's no like facts supporting that hope. Otherwise you're just setting yourself up for, you know, more abuse. You're just setting yourself up for, you know, more hurt, more trauma, because you're hoping for something that's 
to change that there's no facts or truth to that change. And, you know, a lot of times when people sit down, like you said, like step, take a step back and kind of take a look at it, you know, they start to realize like, whoa, like I'm hoping for something that there's no, there's no facts to support it. There's no evidence. There's no like proof that it's actually happening, you know? Right. Definitely. So, well, anyways, thanks for jumping on again. I really do appreciate it. And thank you for sharing some of that. Of course. Hey, I hope you've enjoyed these episodes. I love interacting with different people. If you're interested, reach out to me sometime through my website, Raw Motivations. Would love to interact with you. Either send us a message there, uh, schedule one-on-one so I can talk to you and try to work with you through whatever whatever you're going through on life. You know, Whether that's a relationship, uh, narcissism, uh, whether that's just life trying to get from one step to the other and trying to figure out how do I break out of this mind fog of what's going on. Would love to talk to you more. We'd love to see you guys reach out and comment and like on different things. We've got Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. We'd love to see interactions there. And as you're listening to this, like go ahead and rate us. Give us a couple of ratings just to help promote this message to other people so other people can have positivity in their lives as we're trying to grow, change, and help other people find that awareness as well.